Keep It Classy is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Poppy, you a dead bitch, huh? Oh, yeah, it's not like ten minutes ago when you were fucking me in the face. I was like, there's all these thugs in this warehouse. I was like, I got a plan, Brooks. And he's like, what's your plan? And I turned my suit pink. And I'm like, you can seduce people, right? And Brooks is like, I see where you're going with this. Strip a gram. I'm like, checkmate. And as long as I got my suit and tie, I'm gonna leave it all on the floor tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now listen, if you like what you hear here on the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and check out our website, keepitclassy.podbean.com, or just drop us an email, say what's up, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. You have been searching for the classiest podcast on the internet, and you have found us. You are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now, I, as always, am your wonderful host, Mr. Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pockbell, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Ivey, a.k.a. Savage. What's up, Hello. Savage? Man, nothing much. Nothing much. Just, um... I'm just excited, you know. I'm excited. Yeah. I got, I got, I got a lot of good news today. You know, I found out that they cut off our gas so that we wouldn't get exploded. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm exploded. Looked, it's good. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that has excited me because I just realized, man, what if I had blown up today? What would have been my achievements for? You know, what, what would, what, what would they say about me? Like, uh, you know, he, he, he kind of liked fighting games and he died alone, like, <laughs> <laughs> and on fire. And you he know? had. Uh... And he had 18 podcasts out on the internet. We are 18 years old. We can we can we can have terrible things happen to us and have it be protected by law. We can we can, uh, we, can make, we can make terrible life mistakes in college and say that we were just exploring our sexuality. You know, like we could do all kinds of crazy stuff now. This is it, man. Like we could take the shackles are off. You know? We're free. Yeah. We're Fuck free to suffer. Dad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I was just talking about how my life peaked when I was seventeen. Aww. And now it's just it's all coming back. It's like, oh God. That was when I realized there's nowhere to go but down. When no, I no, turned now, eighteen. Now you get another you get another run at it, man. We're gonna we're taking another run at it. So so you get a chance to <laughs> to redeem yourself. <laughs> But no, if the podcast sucks from here on out, it's you're just gonna be reliving the past. Oh but, uh, God, <laughs> so, it's all downhill after prom. Oh, so so this episode, uh, we're gonna talk about Apex 2014. Uh, that's gonna be our main, our, our comment, or our news and events for this week. And our main topic, we're gonna talk about what makes a game stay on top in the fighting game scene. Why people keep playing certain games. Uh, we're gonna talk specifically. Oh, <laughs> We'll just skip the main topic now. It's over. We settled it. It's, it's money. It's money. <laughs> <laughs> I should have uh, just put that in the email. Keith, it's money. 
All right, oh, send. Okay, well, so, so you're going to listen to me talk for a little while, I guess, about the main topic, and Savage is going to say money every 10 seconds. Uh, but yeah, why? we're going to talk specifically about why Street Fighter has sat on top of the fighting game scene for so long. So I, because we talk so much about, we talk so much about st- about Street Fighter, uh, you know, and, and we're going to give our two cents about it here. So, oh, and then, uh, what? I felt what? like I was eating a Buca de Peppo for a second there. Buca de Peppo. <laughs> I, I had a little, my, 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 my street came out, you know what I mean? <laughs> the language of my people flew through my veins and came out into the podcast. Uh, and our character, our character of the week this week, uh, is another very popular choice, Superman from Injustice Gods Among Us. The man of bitch. <laughs> man of laser beams. The man of broken. Oh, God. I have, you know what? I hate him in the comics. I hate him in the new movie. <laughs> I hate him in this game. He's just the worst, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what? Yes, I'll get to that. We'll, we'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save well, it. So let's let's actually let's jump right in here at Apex. So Apex 2014 was an awesome fucking tournament. You guys should check it out. It's on Team Spooky. Thank you, Team Spooky, for for doing all of that. I mean, Team Spooky has uh, always been one of the hardest working man, uh, groups of people. Uh, Spooky himself, of course, and his and his crew have always been the hardest working people in the fighting game community. We salute you, sir. Thank you for uh, for getting such good coverage of Apex 2014. So here's here's the thing. This is this is sort of the thing that it's we we've been griping about it, but it keeps coming back, and I I'm start it's starting to grow on me a little bit. We're <laughs> gonna talk about the Smash Bros. hype. No, it's <laughs> we're gonna talk about we. It's- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's, sorry. It's you, you don't listen to me because because here's the thing. Uh, definitely uh, Smash Bros. Brawl more than uh, than Melee was was even cooler. Um, but you know here's here's my main thing about Smash Bros. The commentators that commentate Smash Bros. I'm I'm so serious. If you watch Brawl, I think it's the same guys from Melee too, but definitely for Brawl. If you watch. The, like the commentators are so good on this stream, like I, I it was unbelievable to me. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen they 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 have their own James Chen Ultra Dave with this combo. It's it was it was so good. Like they they made me excited about a game that I do not give a fuck about. <laughs> you know what it is? Is I saw it. I saw Meta Knight. I kept going. You know, I fast forward. Yep. I saw I saw Yipes, and then I saw Yipes was like, oh yeah, they're, you know they're doing a brawl. But then I saw Midnight, and I just walked away. I'm like, I did the same thing. Then I fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the next fight. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: when you watch, because brawl, I mean, this this actually this tournament I think was primarily a brawl tournament, and the other ones they had a big enough prize pool to attract some some good North American players. But here's the thing: with with these two commentators. Especially uh, the black guy that was doing it. Uh, I forget his name. But they were there. Suit and tie, baby. Suit and tie. They were right on top of it. None of the other fucking commentators wore a suit or a tie. <laughs> like, isn't, isn't that a goddamn shame? These guys dress, come prepared, dressed well for the joke of the game. <laughs> and their commentary, I'm, I'm so serious if you guys get a chance to watch it. It's really cool. I mean, the Meta Knight games... There, it's a lot of Meta Knight. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, There's, it's like it's it's a good 60 to 75 percent Meta Knight. But if you watch the games, there's a Diddy Kong 
and an ice climbers guy in there who were kicking ass and okay. you need to watch it. That ice climber guy was doing people dirty. I've never seen Eskimos headbutt anyone so much. Like, it was crazy. Now, now was... don't get me wrong. The game is still busted and is still not, you know, not the most fun thing in the world to watch most of the time. But these guys, and you, you know what it did? I mean, there's a they got into a sort of rhythm that reminded me a lot of uh, of uh, a, a major sporting event like like football or basketball or whatever. Because when we've talked about it in previous episodes where there's usually like the hype guy, the guy that gets really excited about the match, he usually speaks in metaphors, and then you have <laughs> and then you have the other guy who's more analytical and is talking. You know, he calms it down. He grounds what the what the dude who speaks in metaphors is saying. You know what I mean? And and that's how it kind of worked. Was you know he's you know you got the you got the black guy who's being like he's razzling, he's dazzling, he's going in. He saw his target, he jumped on it, he got the combo throws, he was ready to go, he came here ready to play, and here we go. I'm like, all right, we're in it, party time. You know, like he's 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 great. And the other guy's like, yeah, yeah, he's got he's got the footsie game. He's gonna do this, he's gonna do that, and I really want to see him try. And you know, and it's they 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 had a great they had a great thing. I'm geeking out about it. Like it was really cool. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm way too. Just cynical and broken to to accept it. It was no, I refuse. I mean, I can't. The game I is can't. still busted, and you're it's still set. There was a Meta Knight in like first, third, and third, fourth, and fifth place. You know what I mean? Like this is it's just you know this is just the game's busted. But the commentary was really cool, and the matches when it wasn't Meta Knight, there was a solid snake in there. Like if, there was some. <laughs> When the match is when it wasn't Meta Knight, it was pretty fucking sweet. So if you guys get a chance to check it out, I mean, if nothing else, for the watch a couple matches and listen to the commentators, it's really cool. It's really cool to hear hear these two guys work. So so yeah, so that's that's Smash Bros. That's 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 great. We're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna get to Marvel and uh, we're gonna get to Street Fighter, Street Fighter, in a second. But let's for let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about Injustice here. Did you see the death <laughs> of Superman? <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. That was straight up comic book. He got Superman got outplayed by Lex Luthor. Yeah, it was so dirty. And you know what the best part is? He wasn't even that good of a Lex Luthor. No, I, well, for, he Revolver was because uh, it was Revolver, right? Yeah, he didn't he didn't set, he didn't do any tough setups until way later. Who was that dude? Um, the Beto. Because when he push-blocked that guy into the stun mine, that was masterful. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, that was that was art. I didn't see that coming. I'm I, think like, it was, uh, I think it was the Batgirl, Sonic Fox. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, whoa. And the guy was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was a push-block trap. I'm like, I didn't even think of doing that. But because Lex Luthor, like Cyborg, has insane mix-up setups that yeah. you can do and then zip line away and all that. And he didn't bother doing any of that. He threw an orb, would do something completely unsafe. <laughs> this just wrecked Superman. Superman would be like, I got a really safe combo. Lex Luthor is like, I got an orb or armor. Yeah. And he just, it was beautiful. He zoned Superman and he punked him. He yeah, punked it was, him. It was crazy. Like, the guy, it was the classic Lex Luthor versus Superman. And it wasn't, okay, here's the thing, too. It The reason I say it's the death of Superman is, this wasn't just any Superman. This was Evo 2013 champion of Injustice, Gods Among Us, Superman, KDZ, okay? He beat that dude 
pretty fucking convincingly. Okay, and it was it was intense. And he didn't even play it. It wasn't like he played that character to the bone. Yeah, no, he, he there there he made mistakes, but he he, he pretty much yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. I, I was I was really impressed. And oh, I'm sorry, I got so excited talking about it. I, I skipped over a very important thing. If you haven't played Injustice, the thing about Lex Luthor is his character has a special trait where he gets armor so he can go in and just do something really unsafe, and the first hit is blocked by his special trait. And also, he throws these orbs that hover, and after a set amount of time, shoot a laser at the uh, at the other oppo- at the opponent. No matter so, what they're doing. If they're hitting you or if they're throwing you, it doesn't matter. They get zapped. Yeah, so Superman can never get a setup because he would always have orbs up. Superman would grab him, get shot. I didn't know you could shoot Superman out of the grab. Yeah. That was awesome. Because, yeah, Superman grabs him, picks him up in the air, gets shot by a laser, and then just goes, fuck it, and drops him back to the ground. Like, I'm over this move. Yeah, it was it was pretty, it was pretty, like, it was one of those, com- it was, like you said, it was very comic book. Because you see Lex Luthor in his giant, creepy Kryptonian armor, and he throws a landmine on the ground, Superman's like, I'm not going to go there. He throws a couple orbs in the air, and Superman's like, I'm not going to go there. And then he uses his satellite to drop an unblockable laser beam on Superman's head <laughs> and fries him on the spot. It was, like, it was like perfect. It was so cool to see, to see. Because, you know, if it was any other Superman, I wouldn't be making this big of a deal about it. But it was, it's the Evo champ. Like, it's KDZ. He got fucking bodied by this guy. Uh, so yeah. that was that was really cool. This particular tournament, um, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more later when we talk about Superman as a character, but this particular tournament shows the power of the broad roster that is in Injustice Gods Among Us, okay? The, your characters are, you have Martian Manhunter, Black Adam, Aquaman, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, Lex Luthor, Batman, Doomsday, Superman, okay? That's... All those characters are different, and they're all in the top eight. You know what I mean? Like they're all there, and it's that's great. Like that's yeah. that's you're showing the diversity of the game with this tournament, which is and really cool. Have other pocket characters. I um I forgot who had a pocket in Zatanna. They didn't bring it out in Apex, but they brought yeah. it out before. Yeah, it was cool. They had uh, they had Batgirl doing like corner combos for like sixty percent of your life. And that bitch is, is so. She's so broken. It was so dirty. It was so dirty. That's the thing, too. These fights were gritty. You know, it, was, <laughs> it got, like, Darth Arma with Batman. Darth Arma went balls deep every single time he played Batman. It was pretty wild. Dude, he um, was, it was like it was like Batman doing a kumite with all the, all the members of the Justice League. It got just dirty. It got personal. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, this is actually the first time I've ever watched Injustice, and I was like, you know what? This is a mirror match I really like to watch. The Martian Manhunter mirror match, when there's two Martian Manhunters playing each other, it's like a Dragon Ball Z fight, okay? Like, (laughs) people are dropping shit out of the sky, they're shooting laser beams, they're teleporting everywhere. Like, you don't know who the fuck is in the lead, who's behind... Like, it's, it's awesome. It's really, really cool. So, if you guys get a chance to check it out, I mean... If nothing else, just watch um, KDZ versus Revolver 
That match alone just makes just make, gives you the warm fuzzy warm fuzzies and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gives you the it was what he called that sex Luthor man. Yeah, and he I mean he he had a good I strongly believe that he had a good shot, but Batgirl just ruined him. Yes. <laughs> That bitch is broken. Like, uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. That bitch is busted. Busted. And the funny thing is, you don't even see her use her trait. She's like, eh, I don't really need to pull out the, the shock the shock knuckles. I just got to stab him with these bat claws. You know, like, I'm gonna do I thought her hanging with a fucking wire was her trait until you said that. I'm like, oh, that's right. She does have a different trait. I just never see it because a bitch is always choking me with a goddamn wire. <laughs> So, so yeah, so Injustice Gods Among Us was fucking fantastic. And if you guys get a chance to check it out, uh, you know, you're going to love it. So, okay, so let's talk, let's talk about something that's a little bit, a little bit sad. Well, I was having a little sad because, because Ultimate Marvel, man. I mean, Ultimate no. Marvel was. Fuck that. Chris uh, G threw that away for no good reason. I don't know why. He didn't, okay, here's the thing. Because Chris G played his, he, normally his team is Morrigan, Doctor Doom, Virgil, but instead he played his Ryu Hawkeye team, which is who he played before uh, he picked up Morrigan. Like that's his first, it's one of his first but, teams. You know what? You know what? You know why we forgot about that team? Because it doesn't win him tournaments. I don't yeah. know why he used that in a tournament. Yeah, it was he just threw it away, and he would not switch. I understand if you pull a Justin Wong where he's like, no, Iron Fist is viable. Actually, even Justin, okay. Justin Wong did throw away another game trying to prove that Iron Fist was viable. And, I, and I'm like, dog, switch. Get Storm. Get your girl. Get Wolverine. Just get it. Whatever. Chris G lost, like, soundly lost his ma- his first match. I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. You're going to switch Morgana, right? No. Yeah. He yeah. would do it, and he lost. Yeah, and it's just well, and here's the reason this makes me sad. And I thought I thought about this through the whole tournament because I mean, first of all, the commentators were great. I love Yipes, I really do. I think he's great. I wish dude put on Bust a fucking. Ass. I, I just I wish he would put on a fucking suit, but you know, whatever. The beanie no. thing is fine. No, no, fuck that. Bust ass. Bust ass. What? Bust ass. You you ever heard his his catchphrase? No, what is that? That match, that match, that match, that match was bust ass. What? What does yeah. that even fucking mean? And you know what? You know what kills me is with his accent. I hope I'm just hearing it wrong. <laughs> like whenever someone gets bodied, he's like, "That was that match was bust ass." I, I just bust ass. Uh, he's 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 got he gives good commentary. But he just, gives he's so insightful. Yeah, I just and he goes bust ass. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. I'm like, this is that's Marvel, baby. It's a bunch of jackasses talking about nothing for anyway. Well, it's, it's like it's like getting life advice from Dalai Lama, uh-huh. and then like a woman walks by and he just stops and like, look at them titties. <laughs> it, it just it makes you it, it makes you rethink everything you just heard. Like, does that nigga really know what he's talking about? Mustache? Where did that come from? What? Am I hearing it right? I can't even hear. Because Ringles, I was like, Ringles? Ringo? Are you talking about, like, no, I'm sorry. It was yeah. just, whenever, whenever I see him, I think bust ass. I just, 
Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. Here's here's what this tournament represented to me. To me, as a, a viewer of Ultimate Marvel, as a player of Ultimate Marvel, this tournament represented everything that Marvel could be and everything that Marvel is, okay? It represented everything that it could be because you see, you know, Sea Viper or Clipper, as I like to call her. Did I ever tell that Clipper story? I don't know if I told the Clipper story. I'll tell the Clipper story. I'm not sure. Okay. I drink a lot when we do this. So, Sea Viper, like Hulk, Hagar, you know, Hawkeye, fucking uh, Amaterasu, like, come on. There, <laughs> there's all these great characters that are in here making making plays. There's a Shumagaraf, like, there's all kinds of cool shit. Uh, but it doesn't fucking matter because Virgil, Doom, and Zero just win everything anyway. You know what I mean? Like, that's, so that's what Marvel could be, is the Hulk. You don't want to taste the rainbow? Series. No, I don't. I just, I just don't. And, and it's the thing. I love Zero. Zero's one of my favorite characters oh. of all time. So, you know, like, you're like, that's what Marvel is, is Zero, Virgil, and Doctor Doom. That's what Marvel is. And that's, you whoa, know. Whoa, No, no. There's Wolverine. All right, right. And there's, there's your Wesker. Oh, no. But yeah, all those other characters do that. But all right, you're right. All right. Yeah. Well, first of all, Wolverine doesn't bother me as much. Because Wolverine is not as powerful. Like, Wolverine doesn't do all that crazy fucking teleport fly loop. Wolverine is, like, very straightforward. You get on the ground, and you just run at him until you get a hit. And if you No, get a hit, you got it all wrong. You have to dive kick. God. You, you do the dive kick. But that's, like... They make a game about it, man. It's the most ridiculous... Fucking like he jumps in. The, it's not even hard to read. He jumps in the air and it's like Wolverine. I don't. You have to expect him to shout, Wolverine dive kick. Well, because it's like, ridiculous. Because there's a man with unbreakable razor sharp claws and he attacks you with his feet. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're like, what? And he's like, surprise, bitch. I'm crazy. And then he gets a fucking one hit combo. But it makes no sense. Like nothing. Nothing about that move. Makes any sense. They're like, you know what Wolverine needs? A dive kick. Why does someone not stand up and be like, yo, oh, I'm sorry, this is a Daredevil. This is a guy with metal claws. Does he have a dive clawing that he does? And they're like, no. <laughs> dive kick. Yeah. Keep them guessing. It doesn't make sense. It angers me every time I see it. Yeah. Every time I see it, I'm like, even Wolverine is like, why am I doing this? <laughs> Because he has this, he strikes this weird ass pose where he's like, "Yeah, I'm doing a dive kick." He looks like he, it looks like someone took the animation for Akuma and stuck Wolverine's skin on it. That's the other question. Wait, does X23 have a dive kick? Because that bitch has claws in her feet. I don't know if she. Oh, she she does have kind of a dive. She has like a command dive kick thing. What the fuck? Right? She's got claws in her feet. That makes perfect sense for her. I hate Ultimate Marvel. I'm sorry. Oh, All right. sorry. But here's mean, the thing. I didn't mean to take that soul off the rails. That just obsessed me. But, like, okay, like, Justin Wong, you're my hero. He played Wolverine Storm Akuma. He won. He brought it out. He beat the Evo 2013 champion. Okay, he beat the Flocker. But, like, at the same time, like, it, it was like watching... I, I hate to compare it to this, but it really was like watching Brawl, where there's a couple of matches where I'm like, oh, shit, is that a Diddy Kong? Is that a Pikachu? Oh, my God, this is really exciting. And then you're like, uh, zero Virgil Dante. Okay. Zero Virgil Hawkeye. That's, that's cool. Can I go get something to drink? Because I, I don't really need to see this. 
right now. And you don't even want to watch it if there's if it's like zero Virgil Dante versus like Hulk Hagar Wesker. You're like, I don't want to watch this. I know they're gonna lose. Why am I here? You know, like That's a good point, man. It's, it is, it is. That's a it's a dead game. Like I can't I It's can't not a dead it. game. Well it's, it's uh, Brawl it's, Brawl is or Marvel? Well well Brawl was never a game, so yes. And Marvel is a dead game. That's a dead game. It's it's dead to you. I don't I don't agree. No, that's a dead game. Because think about it like this: those any there's no one going to come up with a new team comp that will not get dominated by a Doctor Doom, Virgil, Skittle, one hit kill team. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. We've we've seen every viable possible combination. I don't care what Miss Cat says. That game is dead. Nothing yeah. is going to be. It's going to be. It's going to have Sentinel and Storm on every team, like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, or some shit like that. The only way it's going to change is if the Koreans decide they really want to play Marvel, and then it's going to change. But other than that, you're right. We we the North American scene has peaked very much with this game, and we uh, we don't really have anywhere else to go besides Zeros, Virgils, and Doctor Dooms. Like, that's just, and it's just mix and match, you know, like, that's it. And so, you know, so anyway, everything Marvel should be, everything Marvel is. But let's move on from sadder I, subjects. Let's talk uh, about something a little more exciting. I didn't let's talk about, it down. Let's, I didn't... let's talk about Street Fighter 4. Let's talk about Super Duper Street Fighter Ultra 4 Arcade Edition. Well, it's not Ultra, it's just Arcade Edition first 2012. Let's talk about this for a sec. Now, first of all... God, good, good job, Mike Ross. I really, I'm so, I'm so happy that you did well with your E Honda. Don't they make fun of him for always getting fifth place? Isn't that like his thing? I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know, man. That that big room confuses me on very, very many levels. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, I think he always gets fifth. I think he he always he's always in top eight. Yeah, whatever he always. plays, he's great. I mean, he's a great E Honda player. He's the only E Honda player. But like he chokes, he chokes so hard. I think he chokes so hard, and so it's like he's I, he has admirable play, and then he gets to top eight, and he's like, I was never meant to win, and he just gives it up, right? Like, is it just me or there's that? Yeah. And then I like his commentary. Yeah, I, I, I like his com. I like I like his commentary, but I feel like he doesn't do it very often. But yeah. I hate his show with Gotex. <laughs> you don't like you don't like the cross counter TV. I have subscribed to. I've been a like, subscriber for like two years. Yeah, I hate that show. I don't, really? I don't, Why? I, I don't like it. I put it on and then I find myself looking at another tab and realizing it's still on. I don't care. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah. He's a confusing person to me. Like uh, I like so much of what he does, but and I hate so much of the other things he does. It's weird. Um, but yeah, kudos to him for one his commentary and also for playing E Honda because anyone that's going to kill someone with their taint deserves to be played very often. <laughs> Sit on their face. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty gnarly. But uh, here's here's my here's where I want to open the floor with this up to seriously. All right. Listen, okay, so Pierre Balrog, I know you're listening right now, so I need you to get real, real close. <laughs> just sit down. Just sit down and listen to me for a sec, okay? I know, you know, you and I go way back. Uh, my fiance is a huge fan of yours. She calls you Charlie Brown because she thinks you look like Charlie Brown. But 
Here's the deal. Never play Phalong again, ever. Okay? <laughs> I don't care if PR, if Balrog's worst fucking matchup comes along. I don't care if there's, if the game bugs out and two of his worst matchups come along and you got a 1v2 that shit. Never play Phalong again, ever. Play Balrog. Don't play Phalong anymore. Play Balrog. Stop it. Okay? Look, I'm sorry to yell at you like this. Because I know, I know, I know Rufus is a tough matchup for you. But stop being a fucking bitch and play Balrog. All right. So, <clears throat> glad we had this little talk. If you guys need some context for what I just said. Basically, basically, PR Balrog is one of my favorite players on the planet. He's awesome. He's smiley. He, he's the He's the most. He's the best Balrog on the planet, in my opinion. So he's he's fucking great. But problem is, is he picked up Phalong because he feels that Balrog has difficult matchups, and so he tries to have a pocket character. And we preach against this. Like this is everything that we we're like, don't do this, okay? Don't don't pick up a backup character if you're going to be a tournament player, and and assume you're going to compete against another player who knows the matchup better than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, even if you know, think that Fei Long is a good matchup for... Because basically he plays against... Uh, I think it was Justin. Yeah, he played against Justin Wong, who plays Rufus. He goes, I can't... I, Balrog has, is, is a rough matchup against that big fat piece of shit. I'm going <laughs> to play Fei Long. He plays Fei Long, gets dunked on. Okay? NBA Jam, he's on fire. Triple spinning backflip, dunk. You're done. And he's like... I'm like, okay, cool. This is the part where he switches to, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna just go straight for Phalong again. This is it. You're gonna bet your tournament life on fucking Phalong. You, the guy, Balrog got you here, and then you're gonna, you're gonna just go sleep with that, with that Chinese bitch? <laughs> just because she, she winked at you and told you she could hook you up? Like, come on! Man. Man. I feel like they got real for a second there. I feel like we just got a flashback to you and an ex-girlfriend. Did, just, you, did a Chinese woman break your heart? No. But she leads you astray? It's just... It's she just, kick it, you with a flaming leg? It doesn't... <laughs> did she wrecka you? Did she, <laughs> did she use her wreckas? No. Like, he, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying, man. We're like, why do people assume... Why do you assume that even if Fei Long is a good matchup for Rufus, why do you assume that Justin Wong doesn't know that matchup better than you? You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I, I don't I don't get it. And if he had just played Balrog, I feel like he would have he would have he probably would have still lost. But I feel like he would have gotten more experience, more hype. He would have felt better about the outcome because now he walks away. He's probably feeling stupid or worse. He's feeling like he needs to practice his Phalong more when he needs to practice his Balrog even more against Rufus. And I and I feel like we're tr I'm treating PR Balrog unfairly because Balrog's a tough ticket to sell. Okay, yeah, okay. he's a tough ticket to sell. And I I'll, but like you're my hero, man, and I need you to stick with it and stop fucking around with Phalong. Leave that shit to the Japanese. Okay, we need some real American boxing right now in this game. And I just I anyway. So that's my rant about <laughs> PR Balrog. I just here's what I love. Here's what I love. We have a we have this goal to beat the Japanese, but at no point did we think, oh, beat the Koreans. <laughs> that 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 thought never popped into your head. But you're like, man, we can just beat the Japanese. That'd be awesome. We can fight for third. Oh, that's not a big deal. Uh, but yeah, no. Here's the thing. 
I mean, and tell me if you agree with this, because this is just comes up every time I see Rufus. It just makes me want to just, just go to sleep, you know. It's so uh, boring. It's just all the foots. It's so boring. Like watching Rufus play is so fucking boring. You mean you don't love the footsies? You don't yeah. like footsies, bruh? He's such, an he's such an interesting looking character and he's so boring to watch play. And this, here's the thing, cause the arcade edition had a good lineup. Like they had Sagat, Oni, Rufus, Guile, Bison, Honda, Balrog, Phalong. Like they had all, you know, they had a great top eight, but every time you watch Rufus play, it's just, man, was so tired, so sleepy. He's the epitome of a character with too many options. So you got to play footsies because once he gets a hit, he can hit confirm it into something brutal. Because yeah. so, he has so many fucking options. I'm like, why not give him a fat fucking fireball? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you love Rufus so goddamn much. Like, you know what's funny is, is Justin Wong called it. This, this is how long ago this was. Justin Wong called this in Game Pro. He said, he said, Rufus is going to be the best character, and they should have had a guard meter. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He said that, and it's true. Rufus has the best options. Whenever you fight Rufus, it turns into, I'm going to walk forward and do my safest heavy attack. Oh, you like that, Rufus? Yeah, I didn't hit shit, but you know my range, right? Stay away. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it again. You like that? I don't like it either. I'm going to back up. I'm scared of you. <laughs> and that's the game. Every And then so, so we can say, it's like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm still in it. And then, you know, you hit Rufus. Like, ha-ha, I can hurt you too. Ah! And it's, it's back and forth. It's boring. It's so fucking boring oh my god but but there is a shining light in here because if you take rufus and you put him against the raging demon on steroids you get a pretty awesome match oni okay first of all spoiler spoiler thing sanford kelly emperor sanford kelly won this tournament with oni he beat ricky ortiz justin wong Minion. okay he beat all these incredible players he, he got ahead of all of them with Oni. I was so excited to see. And not only that, he he dropped three bitches with a raging demon. Dude, it was it was crazy. He just did it. No one saw that coming. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, man, this dude, I'm like, this nigga is whooping some ass, right? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, damn. Like, he must have, you know what happened? He must have just watched 12 Years a Slave. It was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to beat some ass all day today. <laughs> and he's just whooping ass. Yeah. And, and so, like, he gets there, and he's beating on him, and then he just does Raging Demon, and then even the commentator's like, whoa, I forgot he could do that. I'm like, and it, the, the commentator is like, the only person I remembered only could do Lice Out was Sanford, because <laughs> yeah. I had never seen Odie do Lights Out. Yeah, and if you guys don't know, I mean, Lights Out, we've talked about it before in our Akuma episode. It's where he, he crosses his arms and glides across the stage. He grabs you. The screen goes black. He hits you a billion times, and then the lights come back on, and you're laid out on the ground, and he's, like, posing over you like, yeah, that just happened. Too <laughs> brutal for cable. You know, like, it was... Clean <laughs> <laughs> yourself up. It's yeah. over. It's over. Yeah. <sighs> And, and 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 here's here's the thing like 
And tell he me if you flexes on niggas. I know. He flexes on you. He's like, that's right, nigga. That happened. He flexes on you. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's, it kills it's awesome. me. And he's he Oni represents to me. Watching Oni play, Oni represents talking about everything it could be and everything it is. Okay. Everything it is, Street Fighter 4 is, is Rufus. Okay? It's the footsies and the tier lists and the, okay? Everything it should be, could be, when you watch Oni play, it's fast. It's brutal. The combos are brutal. The mix-ups are brutal. You know, there's juggling. There, the combos are interesting. There's fire. There's fucking lights and shining. <laughs> everything. When you watch Oni play, it's what that, that represents everything that Street Fighter 4 should be to me. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it should be. None of this dive, kicking, rolling, fucking galactic tornado bullshit that Rufus has. I need raging demons. I need him shooting shooting himself on with magic fire. I need him flying around the screen, juggling people. I need that brutality. You know you what mean, I mean? You mean you don't like the idea of watching this fat fuck who, and I, I'm going to say this because I want this image to be stuck in every one of our listeners' head. If you look at Rufus, he can't zip his suit up because it's stuck in in his happy trail. <laughs> yes. Look at his suit. It's open like that because the zipper is stuck in his happy trail. It's like a fat stripper is attacking everyone in Street Fighter. <laughs> and that's what we're watching. It's this fat stripper just stretching and kicking and dive kicking. And he's... He jiggles. It's so terrible. The I, best is, is when Ricky Ortiz plays him because he's got the stripper biker outfit with the with the little heart belt. In the oh, pink cubes. Uh, oh yeah. No, that's uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, we've we've gone on about uh, about Apex, but yeah, every, you guys should definitely check out Street Fighter and, and and all those things we talked about. Smash Bros. Brawl, Ultimate Marvel. I mean, like I said. And ball, power, 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 I hope I didn't hurt your feelings, dude, because uh, you yeah. just need to keep playing yeah. this character. Fuck I love that. watching you. Do PR rog. You yeah. do that. You're the first You're the first Puerto Rican that I went to. You know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I was going to make a very racist joke. <laughs> and then you know what? I realized that no one's going to no one's gonna appreciate it. All right. Um, well, but yeah, PR rog. <laughs> yeah. We're going to skip right over that. We're, we're sorry. We're sorry. We're so sorry. I've spent too much time around Puerto Ricans in real life. All right. We're going to we're going to move on to our movie. So, okay. All right. I'm sorry. Here's here's the thing. Okay. Now, let me let me preface this. I, I feel like there needs to be a disclaimer for, for what we're about to talk about, because uh, we're going to be talking about Street Fighter a lot. We talk about Street Fighter a lot in this show. We talk about our bitches about it. We talk about our gripes. Let me make it very clear that I do not think Street Fighter is a bad game. I don't. Street Fighter, or I don't think Street Fighter 4 is a bad game. At worst, Street Fighter 4 is the game, is a game that I didn't, you know, it's, it's, it's a game that, it's not the game I wanted it to be, I guess is what I'm saying, okay? At worst, it's the game that I didn't want it to be, okay? I wanted it to be something different than it is. That's that's the worst. At best, it's a good game, but it's most certainly not the best game, and it's not the game that I would have expected to, to reign supreme over all these other games. 
And, 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 and that's what we're kind of here to talk about is why, why does Street Fighter stay the most popular fighting game in the scene? You know? Why, why is it, Savage? Why is it that Street Fighter, since 2009, is that when it came out? 2009? 2008? Since, since then, since it first came out, it has dominated the fighting game scene. It has always been on top. And yes, new games have come and gone and rotated and whatever, and there's still other games that are popular as well, but it always comes back to Street Fighter. Why is that, Savage? Okay, okay, okay. Alright. We're going to Tarantino this bitch, right? <laughs> I'm going to start at the end. <laughs> okay. Money, right? <laughs> Money. All right. And we're going to go back. We're going back. We're going back. We're going to go back. So what was the last fighting game you were into before Street Fighter 4? Are you asking me? Yeah. No. Think, think about it. What was the last fighting game you were into before Street Fighter 4? Uh, Guilty Gear. Exactly. Right? Okay. Really esoteric. It's it's a real niche game. It's a fighting game for fight. It's, it's the fighting game player's fighting game, right? He's like, oh, yeah, I used to play, it's like, whatever, shut up. You're not good enough to play Guilty Gear X, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So there's no, I can't even think at the time of a, of another 2D fighting game that was for a broad fighting game audience before, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't think of one, and I'm, I'm struggling right now. Smash Bros., no, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> you shut your mouth right now. Real fighting games. Uh, I'm not going to take the bait. The point is, so Street Fighter, I remember they ended up like, Street Fighter 4, we're going to do this, this, and this. And then, here's what I really liked what they did. Because at the time, there was no 2D fighting game that was great for fighting game, for fighting game enthusiasts. But... We had Soul Calibur kicking ass. We had Tekken kicking. They were kicking ass on the consoles. Everyone that had a PS2, fighting game or not, pretty much had Tekken Tag 2. Yeah. It was, it, it pretty much came in, it must have come in a bundle. Because everyone was like, I don't even play fighting games, but they play Tekken Tag 2. Yeah. 3D fighting games were taking off. We got, you got Tom, well, you got Tom McFarlane, Lyndon Spawn. And to his fucking Soul Calibur and shit. Like, you got all types of crazy shit happening there. So Capcom, which I, what I appreciate was intelligence, said, we're going to take 3D models and put them in a 2D game to make them easier to balance, quote-unquote. What I really think they were cashing in on was a lot of the console gamers have been playing, a, a, like, fighting game enthusiasts have been playing a lot of 3D fighters. Right. I think that's a very serious reason why... You have 3D models in Street Fighter 4. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and then they, yeah. they got it out there. And they, they put out a game that, like, if you're really, like, I hate Street Fighter 4. Hate it. I'll watch it. I enjoy watching it. I hate playing it because I keep thinking, why can't I roll out of this when I hit the ground? Why can't I block in the air? Why is my only way to break a guard a throw? Yeah. It, and but I'm a I'm more of a fighting game like elitist I guess is what best way to put it. Okay. But for everyone else, it's it's a great game. It's balanced. to them is everything they need, and there's enough depth to for it. Uh, there's enough depth to it for them to really 
go full hog into it if they want to. And I think that's why they have really, they, they really got really popular. And Capcom was like, awesome. They pumped money into it. They strung us along with Super Street Fighter. That still made them tons of money. We hate them for it. But we bought, <laughs> yeah. we bought it. Yeah. We, <laughs> we bought it. We bought the fucking, we bought the costumes. You, well, I didn't. I stuck to my guns, but you pretty much bought all the costumes, didn't you? I bought, uh, I bought at least half of them. Yeah. Yeah, like everyone did. Puddles. Everyone's like, fuck them, but everyone bought the costumes. I remember my buddy's like, fuck that. The costumes were on the disc. Blah, blah, blah. Not three months later, he has all the costumes. Yeah. They made mad money. They, I bet you money, they add, like every tournament, they add to the fucking prize pot. So now, this game, that even bros will play. Even bros will be like, oh, man, I used to love Street Fighter before it got all complicated and shit. Woo! Street <laughs> Fighter 4! That's awesome! They bought it. My roommate never played Street Fighter since, like... I mean, he played, hasn't played Street Fighter since Super Nintendo. Yeah. He beat Street Fighter 4 because I bought it. Yeah. And it, yeah. It just made, it's, it's made tons of money, and they pumped money into tournaments. I, I bet you, if you go back, Capcom has put in a large chunk of change it's at every tournament with Street Fighter in it. Well, and here's the thing, too. <clears throat> because you make a good point about, you know, taking the 3D models, putting it in a 2D game. I mean, it's something that hadn't been seen before, really. And so... <clears throat> Battle Fantasia. Here, Battle Fantasia, yeah. But, yeah, they did it, but no one bought it. Yeah, Sorry. okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> you got... You've got... Uh, you've got... Street Fighter coming out. It's the first Street Fighter game that's come out in fucking 10 years, 2009 or whatever it is. Okay. But he, the real deal here is <clears throat> around. Well, what, how, how can I start this? Okay. Esports have been around for a long time, guys. They yeah. have. Okay. They've, since StarCraft 1, esports have existed. People are like, esports are fucking popular now. This is fucking. Esports is a new thing. It's not a new thing. Okay. It's not. It's been around for a long time. Okay, it was it was really inefficient and it didn't and, you know, it wasn't as as fancy as it is now. But esports and players, people playing for money and playing in tournaments on shit is has been around for a long time. You want to know what the difference is that changed since uh, since Starcraft one days and, you know, that has brought a lot of these games into the light. And really, I think, is what really brought Street Fighter four to the forefront of the fighting game scene is that it. Is that it came out right at the same time that YouTube and Justin, well, it was called Justin TV at the time, but Twitch TV started their rise. Boom. Okay? That is it. When Boom. you talk about what, how that, I mean, is it a better game? I don't think so. Is it the fact that it came first? I also don't think so. I, because there are other games that were coming out. Like, in between, there were other, there was other shit in between Street Fighter 3 and, and Street Fighter 4, okay? But, I mean, not from Capcom, but there were other good fighting games that came out in that, in that period of time. But, the real kicker is that around the time that you started to see YouTube becoming a real thing, and Twitch TV, the ability to stream a game, is what made Street Fighter 4 popular. And people will talk about it all the time. A lot of the older generation people, where they remember the days when you had to swap a VHS tape to learn new tech for a fighting game. You know oh, what I mean? God. Oh, did, or the fact that Evo used to be in like Laverne, or was it Pomona? I think it was in Pomona. Like, yeah. you, you, it wasn't in Vegas. You used to go and sit in beach in lawn chairs in Pomona when, di- when 
Daigo beat the shit out of Justin Wong, that shit you watched on YouTube was filmed on a camera with a VHS tape in it. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. It was before. So, but then, but we, but bam, Street Fighter 4 comes out. Not only do you have this really cool, fun, fancy game, but if you ever need to look something up, you say, hmm, let me see if there's anything about this on YouTube. There's there's tutorials, there's combo videos, there's high-level matches from people being able to stream their games and record what they're doing and put it directly onto the internet. You don't have to go and, like, do a drug deal with a guy to get a high-level match on VHS. You know what I mean? This dude just puts it on YouTube, and you go check it out. You don't have to go to your local library and print out bread-and-butter combos so you can take it to an arcade. Yeah, you don't have to go print out a 30-page guide that's written in shorthand to figure out what the fuck you're doing, okay? There's forums and there's... So, yeah, so my point is you have websites that cater to to video games in general being put out in the world. And, and that's about the time that Street Fighter 4 came out is when you started to see a rise in YouTube and Twitch TV. I mean, YouTube was around, Justin TV was around, but it didn't really become a thing that was like, oh, you realize that you're sitting down in front of your computer, you can just watch... Uh, playlists on YouTube or watch a stream. It didn't really become a thing until, you know, closer to 2010. And and so you have more access to the game that you want to play. You just bought the new game. You say, oh, I want I want to, you know, check it out while I'm at work. See if I can look up some combos. You can look at a combo video right there on the Internet. You don't have to be involved in the fighting game scene to love this game on yeah. a different level. So How that, I first got into PR Rog was... Um... Watching, because uh, the asshole that told me to tech throws <laughs> was like, oh, you like playing Bison and Vega, you should watch PR Rog, because he's really good at um, was it partitioning his charges. Yeah. And that's how I got into PR Rog, when I looked up his videos. Yeah, so like I said, that's that's one. One is 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 very is much more factual. The idea of YouTube and Twitch TV propelling this game. Two... Um, I really think there's something to um, – because when you look at the characters, right, in Street Fighter 4, <clears throat> you know, they're all ridiculous. Okay. Racist. They're a little racist. But, well, but, you know, they're, they're caricatures and whatever. But the thing is, I think there's something to associating, uh, first of all, a character uh, with a very specific martial arts style and a character with a country, Okay. When you have something like where you have countries competing, it's because that's what it is. Everyone's from a different country, a different section of the world. It's this, this part of the story, the lore to the game is this idea of people from all over the world. Their flag is right behind their name coming together to fight and see who's the best of all these different fighting styles. Hmm. And I really think there's something to identifying, hey, you know, I, my, my family, you know, my family grew up in Mexico, so I really like El Fuerte. You know what I mean? I think he's ridiculous and racist, but for you know, I like I like the idea of beating people up and being like, yeah, Mexican, you know, Mexican pride. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's something to that. Same thing with uh, Guile and Balrog. Like for for the United States, for Jap- Japanese players, Ryu is the most popular fucking character. Like for Japanese players, so you know, like I think there's something to that. What do you think? That's true. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I did play a lot of Guile. So I realized you only had two moves, and I hate charge characters. Well, and Ken. And I played. Yeah, I was. I was getting to that. I did play Ken a lot. Me and Ken. Me and Ken. We we had a rough divorce during Street Fighter Three. 
<laughs> but we we were together all the way through Alpha Three, actually. Yeah. I I flirt I, I I played around, you know. I, I, but my main my main love, my bottom bitch was Ken for a long long time. Yeah, that banana yellow Ken. Yeah. I, I scored I, the I, shit out of that ponytail with the bow in it, that gay ass shit alpha. <laughs> I rocked that shit so hard for years, man. When you would roundhouse people that fucking ponytail, you would feel like a straight bitch. But just being able to punk people with a flaming uppercut and be able to think, I'm doing this and I'm gonna go home my character's gonna go home to a blonde white woman and fuck on money. <laughs> Yeah, so, like so American. <laughs> I mean, I, I really think there's something to it that where they're they're all associated with a very specific nationality. I think there's something to that. He okay? he, he sings to the um, the '80s baby in me, where we thought we could do anything before Endeavor and all like and you know trickle down economics before we realized it was all doomed. <laughs> we thought we could do anything. I, I thought I could bang a blonde white bitch on a fucking bed of money. Kid was my American dream. Yeah. And yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Like, I, uh, and, uh, you know, to me, like, Zanjeef was always, was always one of those characters that I thought was just so ridiculous, the way he enforced his will on people, you know? <laughs> but, like, there's just, I mean, there's just something so crazy cool about, you know, I, I I was always about the over the top. So obviously, a giant seven hundred pound Russian that likes to wrestle bears inside of tornadoes kind of appealed to me. But I just like this idea of a guy who you know, fuck the martial arts, fuck the combos, fuck all that shit. Bulk up, take your shirt off, get dirty. Like that's that's Zanjeev to me. That's that's exactly what I want. That's how, because that's not me. It's, it'll never be me. But that's what I want in a fighting game character. And the fact that he's got a crazy Russian accent and he's kind of he's he's like borderline retarded. And he has this really he has this really weird sense of justice. Like, that all works for me. I'm like you're the fucking you're, you're the red soldier. I love that. I love that lore to you. You know, I can associate that with a stereotype I have of Russians. Like, it's really... I'm like, you're really unreasonable, you wrestle bears for fun, you live in a frozen wasteland, and you're so happy about it, and I don't know why. <laughs> wow. You know, so, you know. That's weird. That's a very romantic take on Zanji. I always saw him as a large, hairy man that wanted to rub his balls on the back of my head. And... <laughs> You know, as a child, I was taught to avoid that. I've always been terrified. Maybe that's my weakness weakness against grapplers. I've always been terrified of that. Because my dad used to always be like, don't let someone grab you and have their way with you. That's like almost word for word. I'm like, have their way with me? Like, Zanji? No. <laughs> so I'm just traumatized. So, and he's also in his underwear. He's ready for it. You know, like, he's like, let's do this. He's, uh, just... Yeah, he's he's one extra stretch away from popping a ball out of the side of this fucking... Uh... It doesn't matter, because his balls are on the back of your neck. Like, oh, God. Like, oh, I would be dead if I was cushioned by this Russian's balls. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, he's always terrified me. It's never been romantic. I've always thought that man's going to rape me. Well, okay. So we've gotten a little derailed, <laughs> but let's talk. Okay. Is there, is there anything that could, 
if if not that already exists, what would it take to have another game replace Street Fighter? Because we've we've put in place this argument that hey, because Street Fighter, not just because it came first, but because it came at the time that YouTube and Twitch allowed it to gain a solid fan base before some of these other fighting games did. You know, oh, you know that, what? Is there a, is there a game that can dethrone it? Nope, came and went. It was Ultimate Marvel. Marvel was their chance. Think about it like this. You got why Injustice is is never going to replace Capcom as number one is because Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers and DC can't stop shitting on themselves when it comes to the movies. Think of one good DC movie. Uh, you go think all, of the all the Batman movies. You go think about the Batman movies. Man of Steel, for how awesome it was in theaters, was not a good movie. And one, it did not endear itself well with as many children as it should have. They don't have the world that, the, at least movie world, that Marvel has. Right. And Marvel has a franchise of movies and characters. If they had made a very good Marvel vs. Capcom game... Yeah. It would have carried them to number one. If Capcom didn't shit on themselves with Marvel vs. Capcom, think about it. You have Captain America. All all the Avengers are in the fucking game except for what? Scarlet Witch? Yeah. <laughs> like, the rest of the Avengers are in that game. And if they had fucking put that shit together, it would have it taken over. You would have kids that would have gotten into it just for the fact that, hey, I could be any of the Avengers. Yeah. You would have had a whole group of people ready for that game because Street Fighter just made a comeback. Marvel's Capcom 2 has had this crazy underground following for so long that they'd be just ready to pounce on it. Yeah, I think, and that's, I think you make a good point. I think that if there is a game. Right now, there's nothing that's going to replace Street Fighter. If there is going to be a game that will replace it, it's going to have some kind of IP like Marvel. Like, if Marvel does a 2D game like DC did, or if, like, the next people that pick up the Marvel license, if they produce a good fighting game uh, with as much depth as Injustice has, but with a better universe, I mean, you know, that's, that's the kind of a thing where people will just play it for the fuck of it, and it's going to stick around. Like, I think Injustice is going to stick around. But in terms of getting more playtime than Street Fighter, because also it has to have world appeal. That's the thing about Street Fighter. Any con- It has world appeal because it's all countries, right? It's it's the, based yeah. in the U.S. The other exception is either you either have Marvel or some other giant entity, like they make a giant Disney fighting game or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, that kicks yeah. ass and gets grit and whatever. Or... Something that is based in world culture. So if you have something that's similar to Street Fighter, like, for example, if your characters were, you know, Muhammad Ali, Hattori Hanzo, you know, like, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, who started, uh, uh, you know, like, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, you know, like, you have all these legendary guys who created their own martial arts style from all these different countries, that is something you can get behind. You know, because it's famous historical figures based in world culture. It's something they can identify on a global scale. And, you know, you just have to make a good game that's based was, around that IP. That's all I was saying. Marvel, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom would have been the way to go. Mm-hmm. But now it's totally going to be a Marvel game, but it has to be based in their movie world. Like, because they're not at a TV show. 
it has to be based in that movie world right. because that's what's been international. People have, everyone has downloaded the Avengers and been like, oh, those Americans are crazy. Like, that's around. So if you make a fighting, a 2D Marvel fighting game based in that world, it will work internationally, but you gotta do it now while it's big. You gotta right. get it into the minds of those kids. You gotta, cause then, after that, you can have Marvel versus whatever the fuck you want. People be like, oh shit, I remember when I was a kid and I used to play that guy. Like, yeah. I played Marvel vs. Capcom because I love Marvel superheroes, you know? Yeah. Like, or Children of the Atom, whatever. Like, that is what you need. That's the branding you need. Because right now you need branding. We love Street Fighter because we all remember being kids and never playing anything quite like Street Fighter 2. So it's branded. It's, it's, we remember fighting games to us started, most people started with Street Fighter 2. Yeah. It's branded. Now you need to brand a whole new generation and you need an IP, a big IP to get their attention. And Marvel is that IP right now. You got the movies, you got the comics, you got the cartoons. You need to just brand the fuck out of it right now. Or either that or Injustice should have used the animation style from all their cartoons. As soon as I said that, I realized they should have just animated it like they did all their cartoons. And they would have, they would have totally made been number one right now. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, no, that's, that's and that's the thing. Is wow. It's, it's, oh, wow. it's <laughs> But wow, yeah, I mean, that's, so that's, that's, that's so stupid. Why did they do that? I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm blowing my own mind right now. Why <laughs> that, that did they do that? That would have been pretty awesome if, because you know, we all remember watching JLA on Cartoon Network. You know what I mean? Like JLA, the Batman the animated series. Art, Batman the animated series is the reason why I looked up Art Deco. Like <laughs> Superman the cartoon. Like yeah. wow. Yeah. No, that's that was, that's, a, that's a good point, actually. That's a little upsetting. They they just had to put their Mortal Kombat stamp on it. <laughs> right. So that's so, actually wow. that's a that's a good segue, you know, because okay, that was that was our main topic, and uh, we we uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. But here's <laughs> here's the thing. We're gonna move on to our character of the week. So our character of the week uh, was submitted by you, the people, and I don't think I've actually said it. This week, but we really would love for you guys to subscribe to us on uh, iTunes when you get the chance. And every week, our character of the week is submitted by you, the people. And if you email us at keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com, you too can submit a, uh, a character of the week or anything for our QA section. Okay? And also, uh, you know, check out our website, keepitclassy.podbean.com. And uh, check out our Twitter account, actually. It's at Classy Podcast. We still have no idea how we got that Twitter name, but whatever. It's ours. You should come check us out. So, okay. So, here we go. Our character of the week is Superman. Okay? So, Superman has been, uh, since the game came out, like, that's, 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 that's public enemy number one, baby. I got, you know what? I got, I got it. It's the perfect analogy. It's the same problem that you run into with the comic books, the movies, and the game. He's too powerful to be interesting. He's boring <laughs> to watch. <laughs> Whenever he's in the match, it's like Superman Returns all over. It's like, oh, okay. Let me know when you're going to win so we can just get this over with. Yeah. So, you know, like, he's... 
he's intense. And and the thing is, is we bitched about him because he's always been in the top eight. Always. Always been in the top three. Like, he's always, always been there with, you know, the Deathstroke. Deathstroke is at his very core a scrub killer. He's a gimmick. Okay? You get someone in there that knows how to deal with Deathstroke, he's got fucking nothing. He's all over yeah, Superman is a character that can do that. And Superman is very, very, very straightforward, okay? He's very straightforward. He's got a solid projectile that he can do on the air and on the ground. And he's got one combo that you need to learn. That's it. And you can play fucking Superman. You know what I mean? Like, he he does extra- – his, his trade is really simple. When he, when he uses it, he does more damage and he can't be stopped. Oh, and also, don't ever, ever do a move when he has full bar. Because yeah. then he could trait ultra you, or trait super you, and then he punches you to death, and you die. He punches you into orbit, and then slam dunks you back down to Earth. Like, he's he's a really tough, tough customer. You know what I mean? And here's, here's the thing. He's got these laser beams that when, we've talked about it before, you get shot with the laser eye beams... It's like if Superman shot you with laser eye beams. You're like, you, your character stops, stumbles back, and grabs his chest like, oh, my God. He just fucking shot me. Did anybody else see this? This is a cro- – oh, he's comboing me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you stop for a solid half second to examine yourself and make sure you're okay. <laughs> you get shot with these laser well, beams. Imagine – I mean, yeah, your, your character acts like he's seen it for the first time. Like, oh, shit, he just look at me and make me hurt? What's happening? Yeah. It, it's upsetting. Like, I feel like it shouldn't have... Whatever. They've, they've nerfed his damage, and it's, it's helped. It's helped immensely. I just... He's still... He has so many safe-ass moves that he can still dominate yeah. if you're not careful. He's... It's like, Deathstroke is a scrub killer. Superman is like your intermediate killer. Like, That's exactly what I was going to say. He's He is great for mid to high level of play. You know, like two or three mix-ups, and you got your combo extended. You don't really know anything else but that combo, but you could do it off of any move you really needed to do. To do you know, like, and you yeah. could get pretty far with that. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I was going to say earlier with the – this – uh, since Superman's nerf, I mean, it's really not the nerf. I, I it's not it, the reason that what I'm about to say is not because of Superman getting nerfed at all. Superman is still, in my opinion, one of the most powerful characters in this game. But Superman has more weaknesses than we give him credit for. Like, just like in the comic books, like Martian Manhunter, like all these different Wonder Woman, all these different characters have really solid tools for dealing with Superman, but we as American players, have been so slow on the oh. uptake and have been so focused on the fact that he's busted to just focus on our own characters and be like, wait a minute, I can actually just teleport and knock him out of his shitty laser beam. Why don't, why, what, am I, what am I bitching about? You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, you mentioned it, and it's a good point. It, and that's why I liked, because, um, you know, Pac linked me uh, a video of the Japanese playing Justice in the tournament for like it was like the first big tournament of them playing Justice, and they were just characters I didn't see very often like Hawk Girls and Cyborgs and all types of shit. Just people just getting out there, getting weird with it. Lex Luthor's Killer Frost, like Killer yeah. Frost. Yeah, I'm like, 
I was I was happy to see that because they had just watching them go at it. They had solid solutions to a lot of things I never thought of. Hulk Girl could wreck Superman. Yeah, and so could Batgirl. <laughs> like, yeah, and but no one plays it. But once again, I'm telling you, it's that American min-max culture. They have to see a video of someone they respect doing it before they try it. Yeah. And, and it's that's, just, that's, that's the problem. That's the thing, is Superman's tools are very, very strong, okay? But the way you play against Superman is you have to understand Superman does he I mean he's got really glaring weaknesses one with like kryptonite-esque weaknesses where it's like it just counters him okay and every character has unless with the exception of maybe like Solomon Grundy I'm not even going to say Bane cuz Bane can just balls deep through whatever he's going to do like there's there's a small handful of characters that can't deal with Superman uh normally but like most people can actually deal with his bullshit, you guys. I mean, this is talking to people who played Injustice a bunch, and you get if you're frustrated with Superman, I mean, honestly, focus on your character. Like, really, these, these tournaments are showing us that the more people specialize in their characters, the less that the straightforward character like Superman is. He's straightforward. He's to the point. You know, he does one combo, and he's got a solid projectile game. He's got nothing else. Like he's got nothing crazy he can really do to you. He just he just kind of barrels through whatever you're gonna try and do to him. You guys, there is a way. There is light at the end of the tunnel for you who are trying to beat Superman. Okay. And uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, like with a lot of these broken ass characters, is he's really, really, really predictable. Okay. He's really predictable. He's gonna do one of two things to you. He's gonna stand there and shoot you laser shoot laser beams at you. Or he's going to do that fucking dive Superman punch, mix you up, do a combo on you, and bring you down to 50% life, and then probably try and do the same, and then do one of those two things again. That's it. I mean, that's he's got two modes. Laser beam spam and dive in balls deep one-two combo. Okay? I mean, do you agree? No, that's, that's, that's it. That's all he does. Yeah. And yeah, it's just you know, it's especially like I realized when I'm playing Sinestro, I had to be more patient. I have to be more willing to trade, you know, take some punishment and rely on my uh on my chains more than my than my zoning like specials. Yeah. And that's the thing, is here's here's the here's the one thing I will say. Superman is tough if you don't have solid air options. Okay, if you don't have something solid you can do in the air or two air characters, he can be tough. He can do the laser beam spam and it's tough to get in, but you can do it like you learn his timing. You can jump over his laser beams. You can get in there. You can make it happen and it's going to suck and it's going to be really frustrating because he's going to do that one two combo. And you're going to be like, why is this so easy and why does it do half my life and damage? But again, you know he's going to do that. Like, you, he's got very few mix-ups he can actually do to you. And we saw it in this tournament. KDZ playing against uh, Martian Manhunter and and uh, Lex Luthor. Dude's got fucking nothing. He's got yep. nothing against a character that has serious tools. He just ate that axe every time. Yeah. And, it's, and, and that's the thing, is how do you play against Superman? You need to prey on the fact that... Like Superman himself, he more often than not is surprised that he's weaker than he is. You know, like you know what I mean? Like he's surprised. He's Superman's always surprised when Kryptonite shows up. 
Okay. <laughs> He's always like, holy fuck, kryptonite? How'd you get kryptonite? Oh, man, I'm, I'm hurt. Like, this is crazy. It's just, it's going to be the same thing for you guys. And they're never going to expect that you're going to, that you have kryptonite. Okay. All you have to do is find what that is. Every character's got it. I'm so serious right now. <laughs> and he's not going to see it coming. And then you will have this. It'll be just like KDZ versus Lex. He's like, holy shit, Lex has kryptonite. I didn't know he could do. He had kryptonite. I'm totally, I got nothing. And you're like, yeah. Laser beam spam, good solid air options. I memorize your stupid shitty combo. That's kryptonite. You're done. Like, game over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's uh, that's true. I got nothing. That's true. Because all I... All I've learned is when I'm playing Sinestro, I've learned to be more patient, be willing to trade, because I know once I get the lead, I can keep the lead. Yeah. And then I just go for it, and I just just waited for it. I'm like, I know he's going to jump up, Meteor. Like, just, I just learned to, yeah, I learned to be patient. I learned to use my tools. And yeah. then, yeah. Yeah, wow. And, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, but, and, and, if, and so if you're going to play Superman, if you're playing as Superman... Here's the thing. You need to be able to recognize because his his dive in one two combo is a really strong tool. His laser beam spam is really strong too. You need to learn to recognize very quickly when they've got you red. Okay? If they dodge a couple of those laser beams and they block your your one mix up that you learned how to do on Superman, you need to learn to stop doing those things and and change it up, okay? You have to learn I know, I know, I know. We're all, we're all part of that American min-max culture. You're gonna have to learn some 20% damage combos that are a little bit more difficult to read. I know, it hurts you because, because you're so used to just one, two, frost breath, knockdown, fucking 12, 50% of your life com- I know, but you're gonna have to learn to do few, uh, some more shit than that, okay? I'm saying, like, also, don't forget that you have a lot of tools available to you. Don't forget yeah. to take advantage of your air dash. I've seen many a Superman die without using one air dash. Or your Superman punch. You can close that gaps way easier doing that than you can flying around the screen. Like, okay, like when you when you use that flying fucking MMA punch, it drops people, and you have a really solid chance to mix it up. You know? And I say this just because I love doing it as a zoner. Don't be afraid to once every every three or four matches walk up to someone's face and do a fireball. <laughs> they never see it coming because they're like, "There's no way this nigga's gonna." Oh my god! And they get. <laughs> I have hit people with Joker canisters. I have hit people with fucking meteorites. That's true. You've hit me with it a lot of times. <laughs> no one expects or empty jump. No one expects you to empty jump. Fireball. They're ready for anything else in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I, you know, Superman, has, he's a very powerful character. He's been busted for a long time in this game. But I feel like we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for people to realize that, oh, we just had kryptonite in our pocket this whole time. You know, like, I've been waiting for the fighting game community to realize it. And, like, all these characters, Raven and Killer Frost... And fucking Lex Luthor and Sinestros, they all have a solid tool to deal with Superman if you just don't get flustered and you realize that you don't have to do max damage on yeah. on your combo. You just have to be able to stay on top of him or keep him away from you and keep him guessing. He's a pretty straightforward fucking character. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's, 
that's Superman. That's it. That's our character of the week. You know, like, I mean, do you have anything else to add to Superman, Savage? Man, it still sucked. Oh, all right. We're not doing that. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, it was terrible. But you should have seen it in IMAX. Though. That shit was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> we threw a train at that bitch. I'm like, is that a train? They're throwing trains. This is awesome. I uh, my favorite part of that of that movie was when the Kryptonian chick pulls out. He, she, he the the commander unloads like two guns into her. It doesn't work, and he pulls out his combat knife. And you're like, oh, this is gonna be pretty funny. And then she pulls out her combat knife. I was like, is this about to happen? Are we really gonna have a knife fight with this Kryptonian? And they totally do. And it's awesome. <laughs> No, man, a, a good death is his own reward, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, so anyway. Uh, yeah. So that was our character of the week. That was Superman. And again, the character of the week was submitted by you, the people. If you'd like to submit a character of the week, check us out, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. Now, to round out every show, we always like to do a little bit of Q&A. And uh, so this week, our Q&A was submitted by Storin. And uh, he asks, Storin asks, I play Street Fighter 4 mainly, but I am asking this generally about all fighting games. When I train, what should I be spending most of my time working on? Combos, basics, setups, etc. What is the best way to spend my free time when I'm by myself and want to improve? Mm. So, Savage, when you train, what, what, what sort of uh, area of expertise do you try to, to work on generally? It depends on the character... And the game, in reality. Like, I hate to say that, because, like, all right, so if I have a zoning character, there's most zoning characters now, like, you have your zoning tools, but you also have some way of dealing a significant amount of damage. Like, we were talking earlier about Cyborg. Cyborg has a lot of zoning tools, but he also has a lot of well, setups. And, and here's the thing. When you when we say zoning, I mean, we say these terms a lot. Zoning just means oh. you have a lot of projectile options. Yeah, you have, like, a lot, of, a lot of projectile options, a lot of moves that knock people away from you. It helps you control space and your distance between the other opponent. Right. But now, in most games, you don't win by just doing that. What you do is you do damage however your character is designed to damage, and then you separate using your zoning tools, which might be a special or a combo ender. So depending on how that works, like I was talking about Cyborg, Cyborg can zone, but what really works with Cyborg is setting up unblockables with his rockets. So he marks a point in the ground, sends unblockable rockets there. So if you can trap someone... You can do a quick combo, and your combo ender knocks them away from you, and then you control space until you're ready to try your combo again. So if you're trying to learn a character like Cyborg, I would say practice your setups. If you're playing, or if I was playing Arakune, who zones until he curses you, and then does a series of rather intense combos, I would say spend your night practicing combos. So it all depends. Well, and I think here's the thing, because you kind of touched on it a little bit, but like it's you when you have a um, any character, Street Fighter four, whatever, every character has some bread and butter stuff that they do. 
like Savin said, if it's a zoning character, if it's a rushdown character, whatever, they have usually some bread and butter stuff. And you as a player also have things that you prefer to do. When you train, I, well, when I train, I always try to find four or five things that I can do solidly, whether it's a special move or a super or a combo or a setup or whatever. I just find four or five basic things that I can use over and over and over again, and I practice them in a lot of different situations. Okay, so it's not about, you know, oh, should I be working on one thing or another? What you should be doing is is building your repertoire of things that you can do without hesitation, without any – without you know, you just can do it. You can call upon it. Even if it's as simple as I know how to do a, a special throw or I know how to do a jumping combo, the more you solidify your bread and butter, what what is your core gameplay – uh, with that character. So if it's I need to practice shooting fireballs or, you know, keeping people away with fireballs, I really like using fireballs. It doesn't necessarily have to be character specific, but you need to work on building your bread and butter stuff. Whether it's I know I need to learn it. I, I like doing this three hit combo with this character. I like doing this special move. I like doing this super. Great. Practice those three things and practice how you land them on someone else in real time. Okay. Does that make sense? The idea of building a core core for yourself to to broaden as you move. Does that yeah. make Does that make sense? Yeah, this like uh, I was talking. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in an earlier episode where I like to take a bread and butter combo, put the game on its hardest setting, and then try and beat the game only using that bread and butter combo. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is is you need to be able to, you know, because people get they, they try to get a little ahead of themselves. And they work too quickly towards like, <laughs> well, I guess this is going to depend on your skill level. But a lot of players want to be able to just fucking respond to whatever's going on in a match, and they can just pull out whatever they, you know, they can just. They, a lot of players, when they're first, especially when they're first getting started, try to jump to the improvisation stage a little too quickly. Just learn a couple of solid options that you can take with you everywhere, and just learn how to land them. I mean that's that's it and and the for, and, unless you're really going to seriously play online and even when you do seriously play online you're not going to get to the point in time where you're going to do something you haven't practiced until you know you're 500 games in for the most part when you're playing and you're learning and you're trying to improve you're going to be practicing things that you've just set up for yourself like I know like right now, let's take this for example. I'm learning uh, King in Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Uh, I'm trying to learn it so I can do my crazy uh, uh, team with my buddy Morty. It's going to be awesome. God save us all. But, so, I don't know anything about Tekken as, as much. as a, I, I don't play a ton of Tekken. I'm trying to learn. But what, what I'm doing is, is I'm learning like four or five solid moves that I like. Uh, I just like the look of or that I like, you know, whatever it is. And I'm just trying to learn how to land them. And then as I go on, I'm going to keep broadening those moves, and if there's, you know, it's going to just go on like that. You're, it's going to be your matches are going to be more recall than they are react. Does that make sense? More recall no. than react. No, I got you. No, that's that's how I that's how I play. Like, um, yeah, like well, actually, that's a, uh, I think of it as react, but I train myself to react a specific way. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Like the idea of oh, he's far away. I know I can shoot a fire. I remembered I taught myself how to do a fireball, and he's far away. I'm going to use the fireball. 
I jumped in on him and I hit a combo. I tr- I, I hit like with a heavy kick. I trained myself to do a combo off of a heavy heavy kick. I don't need to get fancy. I only know how to do this combo. I trained myself how to do this combo. I recall how to do this move. I'm going to do this move. Like that's it's recall. You know, when you're playing against when there's pros and you have to like mix up your mix ups with mix ups and mix ups, like and you have to just fucking be so random and non predict and unpredictable that you know the people that people that know you best are still going to get caught off guard. Then you got to worry more about okay, I know that 90% of people do heavy punch, heavy kick, sure you can combo. I've got a couple of other things I can play with. But for fireball the most part, in the face. yeah, fireball. You know, you got some weird stuff. But for the most part, you're going to pick four or five core things that you really like, and you're going to learn how to hit them as often as possible in real time. Um, so yeah, so I think, I think no, that's no. it. No, that's basically it. Yeah. So yeah, thank you, Storin. I hope that I hope that helps. Um, and again, if you want to submit a question, keep it classy podcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet. Send us a tweet at classy podcast. Or make a post on our website, uh, keepitclassy.podbean.com. But no, please, please send us a tweet. We're still, I'm still trying to figure out how Twitter works. Yeah, help Savage out. Hey, give him tweets about how to work Twitter. <laughs> uh, and and I think that's it. This is our this is our 18th episode. This is our our, our legal episode. We uh, you know uh, we really appreciate mm. you guys sticking with us. And uh, do you have anything else to add, Savage, before we before we sign off? Um. Other than, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, now we're 18, we don't have to keep an eye out for those white vans. We just got to keep an eye out for free drinks. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, hey, uh, I guess I'll end with stay sexy. All right. We'll catch you guys next time.